Hi, we're Steve and Cindy Wright with Marriage Missions International, and this is our Marriage Insight podcast. This time we want to share with you, are your friends helping or hurting your marriage? Several years ago, we did write a marriage message entitled, Are Your Friends Helping or Hurting Your Marriage? We featured the topic because we had heard from so many spouses where their friends were hurting their marriages and they just didn't know what to do. So we're revisiting this matter again because others have let us know that they're also facing the same issue and we're just hoping and praying that this helps. Fortunately, many married couples have great supportive friends. We have so many wonderful friends ourselves. They are such mm-hmm. a blessing to us in so many ways. Yep. Uh, it's so many just pop into my mind as, as I'm just saying this. I don't know what we do without our friends. They're really a blessing. But through the years, we've had to change out some of our friendships. We either grew in different directions or these friendships, for whatever reasons, began hurting our marriage rather than enriching it. And I'm thinking of one couple in particular that we met when we were newly married and we thought they would be great friends. And eventually we started to see that they were more of a contentious couple. They were actually um, causing some divisions in different ways. So we had to distance ourselves from them. Well, you know, this brings to mind the scripture written in Ecclesiastes, to everything there is a season. And now that can be true of friendships as well as in other areas of life. Sometimes you will have great friends that you're close to before you marry, but the greatness of those friendships can change after marrying. You enter into a new season of life, and the different seasons usher in different challenges. After marrying, you may need to ask yourself, If these friends are helping or hurting your marriage, now hopefully they're helping. You know, it's difficult for us to think our friends could hurt us in any way. After all, they're our friends, aren't they? And we were close to them before marriage. But the fact is that when we marry, we enter into a sacred covenantal partnership with our spouse and with God. It's a cord of three strands. And that changes whatever we had going for us before marriage, especially our priorities. There have to be some changes. You, you can't enter into that kind of relationship and not expect that there would be some changes. Our spouse should be our top human priority, a bubble behind Jesus. Now, I know kids come in there afterwards, but still, our top human priority should be our spouse. Now, you may have had some great friendships before marrying, and sometimes those friendships were wonderful during that time, but those same friends just aren't as good at this stage of your life. They want more from you than you're able to give them for whatever reason. Your priorities need to change after marrying. These friends may not see or understand that. Now, concerning the friends you keep after marrying, Bruce and Lauren Ashford advise, and Cindy and I agree with this, what they say. They said, make sure you spend time with friends and couples who encourage you to strengthen your marriage and spend less time with people who tempt you to compromise your marital commitments. And on that same note, Dave Willis points out this truth. He says, I'm convinced that one of the biggest factors that lead people into affairs is the friends they choose to hang around with. This might sound surprising to you, but I've seen it play out over and over again. In most, but not all, cases of adultery, the spouse who had the affair had also been spending time with friends or co-workers who don't encourage marital faithfulness. And then he says, surround yourself with friends 
who strengthen your character and make sure you remove yourself from those who attempt to compromise your character. So Steve, I've seen this so often in marriages. In particular, we've had I've had several family members that have had this happen to them where mm-hmm. one of the members would have an affair and it's the friendships that they hide the the fact or they encourage it you know your wife doesn't understand or your husband doesn't understand and later on all that comes out so this is really true it's really important to make sure that you surround your friends with the integrity that you know Jesus would have you do just because your ears are tickled and you think yeah he's right he's right that's not helpful to your marriage make sure that your your friends are helpful to your marriage Mm -hmm. I think that goes along too with what the saying says one way of looking at the dilemma is that when fruit is ripe it's good to partake of it but when it turns rotten then it's time to get rid of it and that's true with some friendships we Mm -hmm. need we need to get rid of some friendships because they are tainting our marriage Uh, The same principle can apply to friendships as the Bible says, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Come back to your senses as you ought and stop sinning. For there are some who are ignorant of God, and I say this to your shame. And that's what it says in 1 Corinthians 15, 33 and 34. When we say that verse, I can't help but think of the watercolor. I used to do watercolors years ago, and I can't help but think of the watercolor we had hanging in our son's room, and it had that particular scripture on it because we wanted them to understand that. Bad company corrupts good character, and Mm -hmm. that's true when you're children, but it's also true when you're adults. It sure is. It's also noted in Mark 10, 9 that Jesus said, What God has joined together, let no one separate. And that includes friendships. So if a friend causes even an emotional separation between you and your spouse, you have a problem. Do what Jesus would have you do. It may not be what you want to do, but it is necessary. That happens so often. Jesus has us go one way and we want to go another way, but we best go Jesus' way. You know, a spouse may say, when when you say this, they may say that if they let go of that friend, they won't have any friends. And that can be true. And we've seen that before. But in reality, it would be better not to have any friends than to have friends who pull you in the wrong directions. It's the Matthew 5 principle that if your hand or your eye causes you to do what you shouldn't, then you should get rid of that, which is causing the problem. And friendships can be disposable. We need to realize that they can be disposable. Hopefully they're not, but marriages are not supposed to be disposable. It's important to stay true to the vows that we made to God and to our spouse. It just comes down to the fact that sometimes friendships can trouble the health of your marriage. Prayerfully consider some good advice from Jeanette and Robert Lauer. They wrote on this, they said, there are a number of ways in which friends can be detrimental to your marriage. One is when a friend becomes your main confidant. And boy, have we seen that problematic. Mm -hmm. They said that kind of sharing is what builds true and deep intimacy. Thus, when you 
confide your concerns and your fears, your hopes and your dreams, your struggles and temptations with a friend to the exclusion of your spouse, you forge your strongest bonds of intimacy with the friend. And I want to stop here and say we see that over and over again. And this has especially been in today's world with the phones. We have an article in on our website that talks about the difference between privacy and secrecy. And so many have their private phones and they confide to others. And lots of times they'll say things to their friends that they won't say to their spouse. I remember a number of years ago, Steve, you had a mentor and I loved this man so much because you could talk to him and I knew I could trust this man mm -hmm. that whatever you poured your heart out to him he was going to help you in some way that it would help our marriage and I remember Al coming up to me one time and saying I want to make sure that you feel safe that what Steve says to me is okay and I said I absolutely trust you I know your character I know that when you and Steve are together He's a better man as a result of that. Make sure that your friendships are like that, that you're not saying things to a friend that you should be saying to your spouse. That's right. And then Jeanette and Robert go on to say, another way in which friendships can hurt a marriage is when they consume too much of your discretionary time. Couple time, the time that you spend connecting with each other and nurturing your relationship is a premium for most of us. Friends who expect or demand so much of your time that they deprive you of the couple time are foes to your marriage. And I have to say that that, again, is another problem. But, you know, I try to make a point of making sure that Steve has time with his friends. Sometimes, and in particular, I see a lot of women that can get that way. We get so possessive of our husbands. It's like, we've got so much to do. We think our husbands should be home helping all the time, and, and the time should be ours. I try to make sure that he has friendship times with his friends because he comes back so much richer and better. Those are some really good points that Cindy just made. Now, just because your friendship was a good one previously, it doesn't mean that it's a good one now. You know, we think about throwing out junk mail. We go to the mailbox, we get a whole ton of junk mail. What do we do with that? We throw it out. But what about junk friendships? Even though it hurts for a time, you need to throw those out as well. Now, concerning this matter, here's a few tough questions to ask yourself about your friendships, which Jeanette and Robert Lauer came up with. Do they enjoy the kind of activities and conversation that strengthens your marriage? Do they make you feel better about your spouse? Also, they said, do they respect and support your need for couple time? And do they celebrate marriage as a rich human experience? Those are excellent questions. And if you back up and you think about it, Think about your friends and put it in that context. So here's a couple of additional questions from Sabrina Black from the book that she wrote, Can Two Walk Together? Because it's important that we walk together in unity. That's what this is all about. Sabrina poses these questions. First off, are these people building a hedge around your marriage? How concerned are they about godly things? Now, you can have friends that aren't godly. But close friends, they'd better be godly. As Sabrina goes on to say, make sure your friend is concerned about godly things and that they know the word of God and will turn to it when you call. Always keep in mind that friends should draw you closer to God. 
and they should also draw you closer to your spouse. Mm -hmm. If they're telling you something that's contrary to the word, then they're not really your friends. Now, the question comes up, and you're probably asking yourself this. Does this mean we shouldn't have outside friendships? We say, of course not. Healthy friendships can help you in your marriage. Friends can be great encouragers, a lot of fun for both of you. Plus, they can partner with you in praying about matters of concern. And we've got some great friends that help us in that area a lot. We have different friends that we can call that will pray with us. And we have some friends that we can say, you know what? Life is too serious. Mm -hmm. We just need to laugh. And they will come over and we will play a game together or we'll watch a comedy together or we'll do something that is humorous and we will not talk about serious things. It's always good, clean kind of fun. And that's what's important too. Well, author Kelly Trujillo points out something that's really important for us too. There's some powerful examples of committed friendship in the Bible. In David and Jonathan, Ruth and Naomi, in Jesus and how he chose his close friendships with people like Mary, Martha, and Lazarus. But then she goes on to say, friendships like these strengthen and shape us and our need for them doesn't evaporate when we marry. Sure, things will change and they ought to. But we lose out as a couple if we think marriage supplants all of our friendship needs. Just make sure that you choose your friends wisely. That's what we're trying to get you to understand. Make sure that they make you feel better about your mate and about your God. Because if they don't, then make the hard decision of parting ways with them. And that's a difficult thing because we, again, we're hearing from different spouses. We come across this all the time. If your spouse has a friend that threatens your marriage, ask God how to approach your spouse over this. God knows best. I can give you a formula. Stephen, I can give you a formula on how do you do this, 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 but it won't necessarily work because we're individuals. God created us different. So ask God to show you how to do and be creative. Ask God to show you that. The Bible says in in Hebrews 10, 36, you need to persevere so that when you have done the will of God, you will receive what he has promised. Pray about it. Ask God, show different, try to come in in different ways, whatever you can. Try to make a difference so that they will willingly realize that they want to spend more time with you. It's not just a matter of, don't be that kind of spouse that they'd much rather be with their friends than you. Be the type of spouse that they want to come home to. Hey, honey, I know there's going to be people who are going to say, yeah, we agree with everything you're saying about the friendships and how important they are. And and we've really had some hard times as a couple finding those kinds of friends. The question they ask, where do we find friends like that? And that's a hard thing because we've been in that place before ourselves where we've had drier times. We've moved across country. We've changed churches for whatever reason. Um, we've had those times when we haven't had those friendships. Instead, we turn all the closer to God and we ask him, show us how. And it's just amazing when we have that close personal friendship and love and relationship with Christ, he will open up those ways because he's all about friendships. Absolutely. You saw that over and over again. And he had different levels of friendships too. You know, I think probably the best place if you're going to try and find some really good spiritually connected friendships with other couples 
the best place you can start is church. Yes. Now, with the pandemic, a lot of people had to leave church, and mm-hmm. so they, their friendships probably have, have diminished to some degree. Mm-hmm. I think as much as you can, get into a local church. You really need the fellowship. The fellowship of believers is, is first of all, it, the Bible says that we need to, not to forsake the assembling together. The benefit of that is that's where you can find some really good friends who share the same values. And that's the most important thing is friends who share the same values. And, you know, you may be going to a big church and you're looking around and you're thinking, well, now how in the world are we going to find some good friendships? Again, ask God to help you to see different ways in which you can. Don't be afraid to step outside of your comfort zone. That is the key. Now, we hope that this has given you some food for thought on the issue of friendships. And if you have other thoughts that you can share to help others, we want you to share them with us in the comment section of the written part of the Marriage Insight on our website. Now, also, we do have some related linked articles posted on the Marriage Missions website that we encourage you to read as well. So you'll need to go into the written portion of this Marriage Insight to take advantage of reading those. Well, above all, we want you to hold to the standard that our friends are encouragers in our marriages, and we may always strive to encourage our friends in their marriages. Well, that kind of wraps it up for this Marriage Insight, but we do want to remind you that if you'd like to hear other podcasts of past Marriage Insights, or if you're looking for more help for your marriage, just go to our website. It is marriagemissions.com. Now, Cindy and I also wrote a book called Seven Essentials to Grow Your Marriage. That book is available both in electronic and print form. And this could be a really good resource to help build your own personal marital team or maybe give it as a gift to a couple getting married to help them get off on the right foot as well. Steve and I really try when we we go to a wedding, we try to invest in the couple. So lots of times we will get some marriage books that will help them with their marriage. That's a really, and this would be one of those that you could give to them. That's a good one. <laughs> and for No partiality No there. partiality at all. <laughs> Buy our book. For more information on all of this, you can go to our website. It's just simply marriagemissions.com. So until the next Marriage Insight podcast, we are Steve. And Cindy. Right. (laughs) Hoping you'll make it your mission to reveal and reflect the heart of Christ within your marriage.